Hey, welcome to Big Blend Radio. You know, every fourth Thursday, we get super excited. Nancy and I love this. We get to go on the Jefferson Highway virtually. We love traveling the highway. We haven't done all of it because you know what? It goes from Winnipeg to New Orleans or from New Orleans to Winnipeg. And there's so many amazing places. There's so Mm -hmm. much history to experience. There's a whole ton of food. There's parks and nature. There's history. There's just so many stories it's insane and we've been doing this podcast for uh over a year now i think two i can't i don't know mm-hmm. i don't almost a year and a half almost two years and uh we do this every fourth thursday in conjunction with the jefferson highway association and if it wasn't for the jefferson highway association this highway wouldn't have been built start back in 1915 which uh, was all spearheaded by the editor of Better Homes and Garden magazine because he understood that people moving up and down a highway meant tourism for farming communities. And I understand we want a good road trip and road trips are back, baby. And this is a good one. And today we're going to go virtually to Louisiana. Uh, Nancy, we love this state, don't we? We absolutely adore Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to go to Natchitoches, Louisiana. We're going to go to Alexandria. We're going to go to New Orleans. We've got some amazing guests. And um, everyone, JeffersonHighway.org. Roger uh, Bell, the president, is normally here. He's not with us tonight. Um, but he wants us to promote that website, JeffersonHighway.org. Feel free to become a member. Uh, so let's start off with the, one of the board members, Arlene Gould, uh, who got us involved with the Jefferson Highway because she's good like that. And she's also the executive director of the Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau. And Natchitoches is the oldest city in Louisiana and one of our most favorite cities on the planet. Everywhere we've been in the world, this is one of our favorite cities. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like a city, but it is the oldest city in the state of Louisiana, the um, very first French settlement. So Mm. Natchitoches.com is a website, which is N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com. Did I get it right, Arlene? You got it. (laughs) We had lots of practice, but welcome back. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you for having us on tonight to talk about uh, Jefferson Highway and a few uh, stories in time for Halloween season. Yes, cool. we're doing hauntings, not just Louisiana, mm-hmm. uh, just on the travel side. We're talking about some haunted history on the highway. You know, we've all heard those stories like a ghost appears over a bridge mm-hmm. over in Louisiana. It might be a bayou bridge. That you're driving over and some, you know, little lady just steps out in front of your car. The vision, this, you know, this, this like hologram like woman or a girl and you stop and then she's not there. Don't go over the bridge. There's alligators down there. Um, but we're going to talk about some really cool haunted history. Um, Arlene, um, Nakadish, you guys were the host of one of the very first conferences for the Highway Association in in respect of modern times, not back in the 19... <laughs> or maybe there was one back then. I don't know. I'm not sure if was there one? was, but in 2019, Natchitoches was proud to host the International Conference for the Jefferson Highway Association. And um, we, we had a great time uh, introducing so many travelers. I think we had people from 12 different states, three cool. different countries, and mm. uh, one of our one of our beloved community members, Miss Sadie Dark, she was probably ninety eight years old. Uh, she was at the conference and just is bringing, you know, just delightful wow. and 
she had wrote a scrapbook when, back in when she was uh, at Northwestern University that is still at Northwestern University. It's copyrighted, but it was a scrapbook that she and her brother, uh, Mr. Buddy Maggio, uh, had had helped her with. And so uh, we we recognized Miss Sadie. But Natchitoches has some wonderful stories and some wonderful people, and we're very happy to sponsor this show for Jefferson Highway and look forward to the conference coming back to Louisiana in April of 2024 uh, next year mm-hmm. in Alexandria, Louisiana. So um, if uh, those interested in coming, make plans, mark your calendar, April 24th through the 27th in Alexandria, Louisiana. Just cool. hop, hop, skip, and a jump from Natchitoches less than an hour away. And not far, yeah. even from New Orleans, your home city. We're going to be talking about New Orleans, too. But uh, in Natchitoches, uh, we're going to go over to NSU and welcome Shane Propel. Welcome, Shane. How are you? Oh, doing great. Thank you very much. Excited to talk about uh, one of the oldest traditions and stories that we have at the university. So looking forward great. to sharing some some spooky stuff with everybody this evening. We love that. Yeah. And I believe that um, your campus, you also had a tourist camp back in the day, you know, before you were born, tourists were hanging out on the campus and camped yes, there. Yes. <laughs> I, I think uh, where the site of the current library is, uh, that area was the location for that tourist camp. Wow. So wow. they were car camping back in the day, like really hanging out and just driving in. You got to think back to 1915, 1920, 30s, like driving in those cars that don't have air conditioning like we have now and <laughs> everybody getting in and then saying, hey, let's pull over. That looks like a nice tourist camp. Let's go camping. Um, Arlene, seriously, that's amazing, right? When you think about right. how. And that, that tourist camp, we actually dedicated a sign there recently to mark the uh, spot where the tourist camp was. And it actually opened in July of 1922. So just over a hundred mm-hmm. years ago, it was a tourist wow. camp. So, yeah. I love Did it. I, have I the love location it. Right, Arlene? I'm sorry. Did I have the location right? You do. It's directly in oh, front. Good. The sign dedication is right where the Watson Library stands today. That is correct. Awesome. It's so cool. Mm. It's so cool. I mean, yeah, I, I just awesome. love these travel stories. And I'm especially, you know what, universities, dorms, campuses always have a ghost. Um, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So everybody stay tuned. We also have mm. Shirley Ingram from Alexandria, uh, from the Alexandria Pineville, uh, Louisiana's uh, Convention Visitor and Bureau. Uh, you can go to alexandriapinevillela.com. Welcome back, Shirley. How are you? Well, I'm doing wonderful. And it is a delight to be back with uh, you, you all and uh, get a chance to talk about the Jefferson Highway again and uh, about some of our resident ghosts and haunter, oh. uh, hauntings here in central Louisiana. We have, uh, we have some interesting stories about some, uh, people who were just a bit of a renegade, uh, and, um, you know, uh, the spots on, on a leper just don't change much. Uh, if you're a renegade when you're young, you are when you're older too. And I'm going to tell you a story about, William Lloyd, who uh, was the builder of Lloyd Hall Plantation. If we're ready to get into the stories, well, not yet, not yet. We got to bring another okay. guest on. So, but you got—I okay. know that is some crazy history, Nancy. And I've been to Lloyd uh, Plantation, mm-hmm. thanks to you. And um, I want to tell you though that we did go to the Bayou Rapide Cemetery, which I believe is mm-hmm. a national historic landmark as well. 
And yes, um, when when we first came to Alexandria, the very first time, so I think it was 2013, 2014, when we went to Nacogdoches, right. same visit. And you know that I couldn't get out of the back seat of the car. I got stuck in my seatbelt thing, held me in. Do you know that? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? No, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And then wow. they, they had, we, Wonder we had to, was it worked there? We were yeah. right outside the Boyd Cemetery section yeah, where the funny. founder of Boyd, the town Boyd, um, was wow. there. He's got like a little fenced off family area. Um, right, right. Of, of the, of the cemetery. And I mean, I don't know. He's like, you're staying in your car. You ain't getting out and taking photos of us. Get out. <laughs> but then I got out. Get out fine. <laughs> I know. Very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I always have think to find Ooh. out more about those characters uh, when they were alive. I know they the ladies so. that run that cemetery, and they they know most of their character, their their people who are who are who are buried, and they know about their families. So I'll be checking I, yeah. that one out. Yeah, yeah. that was it. because you have a a soldier from the Revolution War buried in there too, as I recall. And um, yeah, that's a very historic cemetery, and then. Natchitoches, Arlene, what? You've got the oldest cemetery in the the Louisiana Purchase, right? Am I getting that right? This yes, time? the American Cemetery. Um, it's uh, right there in the historic district near the original site of the fort, Fort St. Jean-Baptiste from the early 1700s. But uh, it's, a be- it's actually a beautiful cemetery. Mm, really it is there. beautiful. And uh, part of Steel Magnolias was filmed in there, just saying. Um, it was. And, you know. And the the movie itself was filmed in Nacogdoches, so folks should know about that. I want to bring our next guest on is Kathleen Walls. Uh, you hear her on Big Blender Radio now, and uh, she's a travel writer and author. She's been on our show actually quite a few times, and we always talk about alligators, but today we're going to talk about ghosts. <laughs> um, she, go to her website, katywalls.com. It's K-A-T-Y, katywalls.com for her book. She writes a lot of travel guides, um, novels, some mysteries, some true crime. But uh, today, uh, she's going to touch on some ghost stories from New Orleans. But welcome back, Katie. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. It's good to have you back. And how mm. many ghost books do you have now? Are these stories like from your travels? I have three that, that are it? focused on the ghost stories. And the host with ghosts is all of the, the southeast. So it has the New Orleans ghost stories in it. Mm. And I have two oh. favorite ones there. One is the Voodoo Museum, which is was started by a former brother-in-law of mine. And actually, the man who's running it today is also a former brother-in-law. And the St. Rock Cemetery, which everybody misses because it's not out there in the French Quarter. But it's got my favorite ghost story there. One of and host with my ghosts, host I like host. that. Because that also gets into bed and breakfast, right? In, in right. Well, I focused on the, either bed and breakfast or a hotel. And then from there, branched out to tell all of the other stuff in the, in that city that has ghost stories and worked in a few things that don't quite have ghost stories. But mm. it, it focuses on the ghost stories in the hotel. Monteleon was the hotel that I focused on in New Orleans. But so many of them do have ghost stories besides Monteleon. Oh, yeah, yes. because ghosts like to be around other people, and and it's warmer mm-hmm. in a hotel than outside. So they're like, mm, come <laughs> on they in. Could, they could mess with you. I know, and you know, but that's the thing. <laughs> Bed and breakfast, they always have those rumors, and then you stay there mm-hmm. and you wonder, is it going to happen? Are you going to get the bump in the night? You kind of want it, then you go, don't oh, do it, but you don't, do. Don't Deep do down, it. you know you want that experience, even if it scares <laughs> the willies off of you, you know. Um, but, but Katie, let's start with that. Tell us about 
the one from from the hotel in, in New Orleans. Well, the Montbillon is one of the oldest hotels and is still family owned. And they have some fantastic ghost stories in there. Uh, they have at least 12 ghosts that they know of, uh, varying different times. One of the, the saddest stories there is a little boy, Maurice. And Maurice's family, his mother and father, were going to the opera. And they took a carriage and coming home, they were carriage, the horse bolted, and the father was killed instantly, and the mother died a short time later, sort of grieving. And the little boy was left, he was with the nanny at the hotel. And, of course, he lived to grow up, but he always missed his parents. And the story is, is that the little boy, about 10 years old, is seen at the hotel on the 14th floor, which was the room they were staying in. And hmm. uh, he's coming back, sort of searching for his family. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah, no. wow. So it just keeps going. And my other, wow. one of my other favorites there has to do with St. Rock Cemetery. Uh, and then the neat story, I don't know if, I bet Arlene knows this story. These St. Rock Cemetery, the uh, priest who came there was in 1874 and there was a yellow fever epidemic going on. And he, promised St. Rock if none of his parishioners died, he would build a cemetery and a chapel in St. Rock's honor. And supposedly no one in his parish died. Don't know if that's true. But anyway, Mm. uh, after the epidemic, he built the St. Rock Cemetery. And in the very back of the cemetery, there's a chapel. And in the chapel, you go in there, and it's open to the public all the time. They never lock it. And there's prosthetic limbs, eyeballs, Oh, wheelchairs, oh, things that people supposedly have prayed to St. Rock and were cured. And of course, there's several ghosts probably there, but the most famous one is a ghost dog. And oh, they cool. see this huge black dog roaming around the cemetery. People have gotten pictures of it and videos, but when you kind of corner the dog, he disappears on you. So they kind of know he's a ghost dog, but they oh, don't my know gosh. why he's there or who. <laughs> but That's he's kind of an interesting ghost. Well, you know what? Because black dogs turn up in folklore all the time as being mm-hmm. haunted, and um, uh-huh. well, black so cats I, as well. Black cats and black mm-hmm. dogs. I yeah. think it's Marie because, Laveau you know, is supposedly seen very often around her house on Saint Anne's Street, and sometimes she's seen in the in the as a either a crow or a snake or a black cat. Oh wow! Okay, so Arlene, I know you're from uh, New Orleans originally. Do any of these stories ring true from from growing up there? Yes. <laughs> they do sound Ooh. familiar. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, especially oh. the one from the Hotel Monteleon. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah, that's that's mm. one that I'm very familiar with. And I want to say that I've been to that St. Rock uh, uh, church years and years and years ago. It's been a long time, but... Um, I mean, like before Katrina. So, right. Well, everything before Katrina. Exactly. Was it's either before or after. You know, that's how we yeah. measure your time now. But uh, yeah, of course, New well, Orleans is full of ghost stories. I mean, just look at the familiar- history, just look at the history. You know. Yeah. Are you mm. familiar with the Voodoo Museum? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know cool. Jerry Gandolfo or Charles? Did you? No, did you I haven't been there. Oh gosh, it's been yeah. fifteen, twenty years, probably twenty years since I've been there. Well, I Jerry was the younger brother. He's running it, but Charles was the mm-hmm. one who founded it. And Charles was the most interesting person. He knew everything about eighteenth, nineteenth, seventeenth century 
New Orleans, oh. but he probably didn't know who was president. I mean, he, he's like he lived in the past. And if you go to the museum today, there's a huge picture of Marie Laveau wearing the Tijon, but the free women of color had to wear it. White uh-huh. women were jealous, and they didn't want them showing off the hair, so they made them wear these Tijons. And uh, he painted this beautiful picture of her. He was an artist. He was very versatile. He was a lot of things. Hmm. But there's a really interesting story behind that museum, too. Well, hmm. I want to I want to move on a little bit and, and go back up to Natchitoches uh, because okay. Natchitoches, Arlene, um, there's a lot of stories we heard. Like, you know, when you go to Magnolia Plantation, which is part of Cane River Creole National Historical Park, um, like the blacksmith uh, area of that. Because uh, oh. everyone, Cane River Creole National Historical Park, number one is where why we ended up in Natchitoches. And now they can't get rid of us. Like we got there, we met Arlene and we met everyone and, and went all over and said, that's it. Like this is like, you know, one of those special places, but the Magnolia plantation and it does have a vibe. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just because I heard stories and, beforehand. And, it, and it's it, mainly at the big house. It's not yeah. on, it's not on the ground so much where they have the general store and the old barn, but uh, at the big house itself during the civil war, uh, I think that the caretaker or something is known to come back. And, uh, you know, that's the haunting that they talk about is that the caretaker from, from, you know, the, the plantation during the civil war, he was killed there, but, um, but his spirit still lives on. Wow. Wow. So everyone both, yeah. Mag- and there's Oakland plantation and Magnolia and Magnolia was on like a ghost hunting show or something like that too. I think. Yeah. Shane, then do you remember? Do you remember so much a little bit about that when they were here? I know they filmed down there at Magnolia, and they did do. And they even filmed a movie with Chris Christopherson down there called oh, um, Nancy. Called Nancy's for sale wow. by owner, and it was a scary movie. I, I gotta say. Well, but yeah, I just the thought of Chris Christopherson being there. But um, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember when they filmed that episode, and the lights would come on in the slave cabins, and um. I think it was Miss Betty Herzog told the story about um, the the ghost that would appear um, mm-hmm. yeah, at the steps in the foyer and things like that. Yeah, oh, wow. It was, it was the Herzog family that still owns it, uh, basically the main house. Uh, mm-hmm. But all the other parts of the plantation primarily are, is part of the Cane River Creole mm-hmm. National Historical Park. So Very cool. And by the way, speaking of hotels and bed and breakfast, we stayed at Sugar Cane. Sugar Sweet Cane Inn. Sweet uh, cane, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, you guys have sugar cane in Louisiana. I keep going to sugar cane because, like, I grew up on it. It's delicious and good for you, not your dentist. But um, the, the that B and B was supposedly haunted. Um, there were some rumors of it, uh-huh. you say. Yeah. And so, you know, you say I kind of picked up a couple vibes. Not saying it happened, but um, I don't know. I kind of think there might be a little, you know, Casper running around. You know, have you heard that about the sweet Canaan? That maybe the sweetness, you know, yeah. on top of just excellent service. Um, they, from the, the they probably people. do have a spirit because it's an it's an old house from the eighteen hundreds. Uh-huh. But uh, but you know what? It's a it's a beautiful house and and calm to me. When I worked out at Melrose Plantation, people used to say, "Oh, you're not afraid to work out here," and I'm like, "Afraid of what?" Because sometimes I'd be out there for hours by myself alone on the grounds. I was never afraid. I was always at peace at those places because it was just a calming kind of a 
uh, environment and, and just mm. peaceful and beautiful property, you know? Oh, okay. Wait. Well, let's go to Lloyd Hall Plantation. Surely <laughs> we went there and then like the story is, I don't know. Woo. And they, and, um, I know they do weddings and everything out there and, and very popular for it. And, oh. and it's a beautiful grounds yeah. are beautiful. The, the, the plantation home and, and I mean, it all of it is, is gorgeous. And there's nurseries all around. It is a beautiful area just outside Alexandria. Um, but there are some really freaky stories about this dude. Lord, and- Lord Hall has a, has a list of, uh, of named ghosts. And of course, probably the uh, most prominent one would be, uh, the ghost of William Lloyd, who was the, uh, uh, owner of the house and he actually built it in 1820. Um, but William Lloyd was part of the Lloyds of London family. Uh, and lived in England, but he was a bit of a rascal and, and got the, uh, uh, family all riled up at him because he was, uh, um, stealing money, from his, uh, associates. And, um, See? they, uh, the family told him that he would have to, they would give him his portion of the, the, the Lords of London uh, fortune if he would leave England and never return. Wow. So that's what that's what he did. I mean, he was ousted from England, and somehow we wound up with him here in central Louisiana. And, um, you know, he was a, a rascal back then. And uh, then along came the Civil War, and uh, he was he was still a rascal. He knew that um, he didn't know who was going to win the war. He didn't know if the Union Army or the Confederate Army would win the war. So he became a double spy. He would go <laughs> to the Union uh, encampment and tell them what the Confederates were doing, and then vice versa. He would later go to oh. the Confederate encampment and tell them what the Union Army was doing. But the Union Army got wise to what he was doing and went to his house and uh, confronted him with his uh, double spy business. And um, they they tarred and feathered him and hung him from an oak tree in his own front yard for all the world to see what happens to yeah, no wonder but he's still but, roaming around. Isn't there a story about because wow. where they tarred and feathered is not kind of near where the flag is at the edge of the driveway? As I, rec- I mean, this was over like this was over about ten years ago since we were there. Um, story about. By the way, now. we're really skinny now. But anyhow, no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but <laughs> isn't there a story about where he was buried, like things moving and changing or something? Oh yes, they they will find things moved in the house all the time. You you know they may uh, have set up uh, for a tour group coming in, and they have this house all set up with with china and silverware. And uh, when everybody sits down, there's some place settings that all of a sudden the silverware is missing, or you know the fork and spoon have been switched sides. But it, it, it's just just to mess with you, let you know they're there, you know. Wow. So well, uh, Maybe but, on, his uh, tombstone, but, on his tombstone, he just put, I'll be back. 
Well, does he even have a tombstone? How about that? I mean, does he even get that? Did he get that? I, I mean, if he was tarred and feathered, is he buried anywhere? I don't anywhere? know. I, I, we don't have a clue. If oh. uh, that he's not buried on the grounds, at least I do know that. But where, where, and if he is buried, I do not know. Wow, I don't know the answer to that. Wow. wow. Now, what a, what about wow. Hotel Bentley? Is that also haunted? Well, they say that it is haunted by its owner as well, Mr. Joseph Bentley. And he was also another uh, personality. Uh, he was a, a lumber baron, made his, made his hmm. money in the lumber industry. Lumber was king in this area at that time. Hotel Bentley was built in uh, 1907 and 08, opened in 1908. And uh, the the story goes that um, Joseph Bentley came into town on Saturday after a hard day of work in a in a sawmill, and uh, couldn't get a room because he was he was just not dressed properly, he had his overalls on, and he was dirty. And besides that, he had his dog with him, and uh, this hotel would not rent him a room. So he told wow. him that was okay. He would build his own hotel where everyone was welcome. And uh, he built an incredible hotel. The beauty of this hotel is second to none even in Europe. It's just stunningly beautiful. And uh, mm. he brought in building materials from all over the world. And uh, wow. so... Wow. Um, the story is that, and William Lloyd never, not, not William Lloyd, I'm sorry, I'm jumping from stories. Uh, Joseph Bentley never married. He always lived there in the hotel and actually died on the third floor there in the hotel. Uh, nice. and, and that hotel was his life, uh, wow. along with his banks that he owned and lumber companies. And, you know, he was a very wealthy <laughs> man. But uh, he... Uh, he makes sure we know that he's still around. They say he uh, wanders the halls of, of the, the Bentley. Uh, I worked at the Bentley, I'm going to tell my age now, back in the 1980s. And um, I personally never came in contact with uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Bentley. But um, they say that um, late at night, um, they see... Um, they see the ghost moving about. There's also a story about a young a young girl who fell down an elevator shaft, and Hello. they say she she is uh, one of the characters uh, or the ghost that lives there in the hotel. Uh, wow! Don't don't the, make any elevator jokes. Do not uh, make any no. elevator. No joking no, no in the elevator. elevator. No elevator <laughs> jokes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's kind of freaky, and especially a child, you know. Um, right. We exactly. we we were up exactly. in Natchitoches and went from Natchitoches, um, you know, doing the Louisiana no man's land. Uh, uh, we were just traveling around and and went to Manny, and it's Manny, right? And Mike, because you know how I pronounce right. everything so well, Manny, yeah. right? You're right okay, because you know before I'd say many, but it's Manny. <laughs> Um, and we're out in Toledo Bend area and, um, uh, we, well, number one, we went to DeRitter and there's a Gothic jail out there, but, Ooh. um, that, that, yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, <laughs> that hey, is, is DeRitter part of the highway, Arlene? Now that I've 
just completely segmented no. off of whatever. No, I was not say. the Jefferson Highway. It's part of no man's land, but not on the Jefferson Highway. Mm. It's all the way to the west side of the uh, state. The Jefferson okay. Highway primarily runs Shreveport down to Natchitoches, down to Pineville and Alexandria, Baton Rouge, and then to uh, New Orleans. Oh, so it goes mm-hmm. through Baton Rouge. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, forget my stories then. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, but, but I find it, I find it fascinating because you no, know, there are, there are stories all over where you, you know, you travel, oh, um, dig them up. Um, if you want, I didn't say that. Um, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to move over. Uh, is, <laughs> sorry. I didn't say that either. <laughs> we want to go to NSU, um, to, to talk to Shane, uh, Shane, because. There's this thing, you know, I went to boarding school and I remember having to kneel on my knees all night long for talking too much. Go figure. Um, <laughs> and, and oh, kneel against the wall and then everybody would tell the story of the nun ghost. And <laughs> then you, you know, you're like, Oh, no, no, no. But at two in the morning when your knees are dying and you really want to go back to bed and people are literally asleep you're starting to think about that ghost. And I kind of feel like Isabella might have a little bit of something of that in some ways for students first checking in <laughs> to NSU, right? Exactly, uh, exactly. And I, I I sort of feel that's how this story and this legend got started was exactly that by the first group of students who arrived at the university when it opened in November of 1885. You know, they're, they're huddled together and, uh, this mm-hmm. old mansion that had become a convent that had become a school. Um, and so all the, the creaky noises and, you know, one of the older students, you know, they can't sleep and sort of tells the story uh, of a nun, you know, who was there at the convent before they arrived there uh, as students. So this legend is great. It has so many components and it's, it's interesting the way that the ghost is sort of alive uh, as ironic as that sounds on the campus so a lot of different pieces that span a long time. So I'll try to tell it as succinctly as possible, just because it's it's so rich and it's so good. So the legend is that, you know, back when NSU was a convent, there was this beautiful French maiden from South Louisiana and had all sorts of suitors. But her favored one, uh, the one that she loved, was killed in a duel or in the Civil War, depending on what version of the story that you hear. But it's agreed upon that he he was killed. So after he's killed, she goes and she becomes a nun at the Sacred Heart Convent. Uh, she's moody. She's very depressed. She's uh, reclusive. She doesn't interact with the other nuns. And she ventures out at night, uh, weeping for the loss of her lover. Uh, and then one night during a violent storm, you know, Isabella takes a knife and she stabs herself in the heart on the third floor of the convent. And she's discovered the next morning by the nuns with a bloody left hand print on the wall where she grasped the wall as she fell to her death in the room. And so this this story begins that at night you can hear Isabella or the little nun, as she was called then, uh, weeping over the loss of her lover. So these students arrive and begin telling this story, uh, and they're in the Bullard Mansion. The Bullard Mansion is torn down, 1913. The columns are left, which now serve as the symbol of the university. And after it's torn down, East Hall, which is a, a dormitory, they begin hearing things going on, uh, you know, in, in the rooms and 
hear crying at night and strange noises. And so they're, they're very much determined that the nun has moved from Bullard Hall over to uh, East Hall. And so East Hall becomes sort of the home of the ghost um, until it is torn down. And then at an assembly, the president of the college, he is talking to the students and he mentions and says, you know, I think it, I'm a little surprised that the students haven't welcomed the school ghost to her new home, uh, which would be the music building, you know, wink, wink, hint, hint. That's the, the new oldest building on campus. Um, and I'm not quite sure that he imagined the way that the students would welcome uh, the nun to her new her new home. So this is 1926. Uh, we have a written account from a student who was there. She wrote it in 1929. And so the students are there. It's late at night. Uh, they're in their dorms. They're leaving for the Easter break the next morning. And so at midnight, the campus bell starts tolling. Um, and they wait, students wake up and they're like, oh my goodness, there must be a fire or, or something's happening. So they get up and they're looking out the windows and suddenly they see all of these students, male students dressed up as ghosts running all over campus and they're going and they're hitting the windows and they're, you know, scaring all of the students and they're running in the dorms and tripping and falling over each other. <laughs> no, that's um, funny. <laughs> they, yeah, they tied the night watchman to his chair. No, um, <laughs> the university presidents out there, you know, trying to, trying to catch one of the students and the girls are screaming, you know, yo, you know, for him to get away. So he's not caught. Night watchman gets out, fire shots, you know, to scare the students off. Um, and that is sort of the beginning of this tradition where the students are involved in moving the ghost to her new home, which would be the oldest building on campus anytime the oldest building is, um, destroyed. And so she lives in the music building for a while. It's torn down. And so the next oldest building is Caldwell Hall. Well, again, at midnight, and this is 1949, uh, the horn on top of the power plant starts blaring at midnight. Um, and so it wakes all the students up. And so they're looking to see what in the world is going on. And they see a group of students escorting the ghost to the new home, a student dressed up as a ghost with a sheet and a ball and chain. And then uh, the next morning, they find a bloody handprint uh, in on the building uh, with a letter from the ghost. And there's actually a copy of the letter in the university archives. Um, and I went and found it as cool. a student and was able to read it. And it's, it's really cool. In the letter, the lover is killed in the Civil War. So that's the version that they mm. decided to go with then. So mm. 1982, and Arlene, you may have been around when this happened. This is the hall burned down. I do remember when it burned down. Yeah. So Caldwell Hall, which was the first brick building on campus, it was beautiful too, if you see uh, photos of it. So Isabella haunts the third floor of Caldwell. Um, The window that overlooks the columns, which are the remains of the Bullard Mansion, is sort of her her haunt and where students claim to see her in the window. So one night Caldwell catches on fire. Um, firemen report that the window, the third floor window, opens and closes several times during the fire. And it's one of two windows that are left um, that weren't destroyed during the fire. So Isabella's window is one of those. So a couple weeks oh. later is Halloween, you know, and the students are like, what do we do? <laughs> the campus was very sad over the loss of this, this beautiful building. It was the main academic building. And so they oh. decide, you know what, we're going to have a ceremony to move the ghost to her new home. 
So they contact this paranormal expert in California Uh to figure out how to properly move a ghost. Had to be California. I'm just saying, and we're from there, yeah. so I can say it. But it had to be California. Yeah. But you have a Absolutely. voodoo museum down the road. I'm just saying. But anyway, sorry. So funny. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. So they they gather at the remains of Caldwell Hall, and then they move over to the building that's next to the columns, Warren Easton, and a student representing the ghost appears. And the university president and a group of like almost a thousand students all dressed up in Halloween costumes and carrying candles escort the ghost to her new home, which is the old women's gym. And again, bloody left hand print is left. Um, and they leave an offering for the ghost, uh, which is a coupon for pizza. You know, that's what, (laughs) this is what you eat on the college campus. Uh, a bottle, do. yeah, exactly. A bottle of Blue Nun wine, which is appropriate. No, that's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an NSU sweater and a um, a Ouija board. Oh my so gosh! That that becomes <laughs> the the home of, of of the ghost, and you know she's there. She's very much part of the campus lore. Uh, very integrated into student life there. Well, then the building catches on fire. And so they are able to save this building, unlike Caldwell Hall. And so in 2001, they reopened the building. It's part of the uh, Department of the Interior. It's the National Center for Preservation Technology and Training, called the Whoa. NCPTT. Well, a hmm. uh, guy named Robert Crew, um, who was a fraternity brother of mine, he was the executive assistant of the president there. He says, you know what? She may have been driven away from all the renovation work and the fire, so we're mm. going to have a ceremony to welcome her back to her new renovated home. Um, so Halloween night, 2001, they have another ceremony. Uh, students, faculty, uh, administrators, they gather around the columns, you know, that, that original home of Isabella, the convent, the symbol of the university, and then they escort her back uh, to her new home. There's the bloody handprint. Um, and then they end up placing a plaque in the building. Um, and the handprint that they use is the student, um, who, who stood in for the ghost in 1982 for that original moving ceremony to, um, the old women's gym, which she's Mm. now a professor at the university. Uh, she's an art professor. And, um, so it's, it's really Mm. cool to have that, have that connection. And so you can go to the building and you can see the plaque and the employees there say, you know, that they'll be in the building and they'll hear footsteps on the second floor when they know there's nobody up there. So there, there are still reports of things that are, that are going on involving, uh, our campus ghost, but cool. she, you know, she's been mentioned in the student handbook since the 1950s. The 1957 yearbook was dedicated to her. Uh, she's taught in orientation. The campus map that I received when I was a student had the ghost on there. Um, there's a portrait of her in the student union that the student government oh, association cool. uh, commissioned. Uh, and then during Halloween, uh, there's a thing called chasing Isabella where clues are posted and there's a little ghost that's hidden on campus and students mm-hmm. can win money if they find her. And the, the amount decreases every day that they don't find her. Um, and then now there's that new plaque that was just put on campus uh, from the center of Louisiana studies, the legends and lore. So uh, mm. very much uh, a part of the campus wow. beyond just a story. She has very much integrated into uh, the life of that university there. And I think that's what makes it 
very, very special. That's she's kind of like the mother mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. but all these buildings burning down raise my one eyebrow up going mm-hmm. right. you know, you know yeah. and, and the bloody hand i you know um it's a weird segue yeah. but going you know I, she seems like a mommy of it you know i'm just saying but um i remember when we were at kent house uh plantation in alexandria shirley and um i think it was it was it patty or patsy that took us around um and Gave us such a wonderful tour of this plantation. The history was fascinating, and she showed they where a great job there. They did, and there, you can mm. see handprints of where the slaves had built these bricks. You know, yeah. made the bricks for, yeah. the, for the plantation. Sure now, built do you right think there there's a the ghost property. there? Is there a ghost in well, Kent House? Um, they don't. The tours at Kent House do not focus on on the ghosts. However. If you can get some of the tour guides off to themselves, <laughs> they can tell you a few stories. And, and you better I, have I'm, a lot I'm of twenty dollar bills. I'm just that. saying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, they I mean, will. Yeah, they don't. They don't have names for for the ghosts that they see, but uh, um, they do have stories about ghosts uh, at Lloyd Hall. I mean, hmm. I mean hmm. at at Kent Plantation House. Yeah, there, this right. is. I I really hope people go and they go to the conference for Jefferson Highway and and just travelers really go to these plantations so because the history is. It's not something to close your eyes to. It's something to open up and learn about mm. because there's it's multifaceted. Absolutely. It's complex. It's complicated, but it's um these places do such a good job to give you a very um, good understanding of what really happened and have, you know, historical, you know, you know, facts behind it. Um, Now we can't all say a hundred percent about ghosts because everybody would think would be a little bit loony, but I'm going to say there's ghosts everywhere. There are. Um, (laughs) So we've we've had our experience as an old mountain town in California and we moved into this cabin after uh, a Native American lady had been living there. And she had a dead coyote head and skin nailed to the front door. And she told us that she was moving out. You don't want to do this. There's bad spirits in there. We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. And we moved in. But it wasn't shortly afterwards we had our own experience in that. Wow. Cabin. Quite a few, quite a and, few. And it, yeah, it, more than one. And seriously, this is one night, this shadow formed over my head, and the cat, the cat went under the covers like she was frozen. And wow. I looked up, and, and this smoky thing, I'm like, oh my God, the cabin's on fire. And it turned into a guy's face. And he just smiled and winked, and then he went away. So the next day, I talked to the landlord, and I drew it. I drew the face, and he goes, oh, my God, that's my fuck. That's my who? His, His father. father. Died oh, on the property. Word. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. I'm out but, of here. But, but there's, there's, I think, I think all these weird. places. It was there, weird. 
that's the thing. There's places wow. that have this and it's how can yeah. you not think about it? any place that is built has had someone's footprint mm-hmm. there at some point, yeah. you know, um, even animals can, can haunt places, you know? So I think it's, yeah. it's, what you I'm know, sure. all these stories. I mean, I know someone who writes the ghost stories of the Southeast from animals mm-hmm. like dogs, cats, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's wow. fascinating. Katie, I, I wanted to go back to you because I think you had one more story for us. Yes, how about the Beauregard Keys House? That's one of the most haunted ones in New Orleans. Uh, mm. Of course, the most famous ghost there was Beauregard, who he never owned the house. People think it was his house. He rented it after the Civil War. And years ago, I remember hearing the story as a kid, uh, this gentleman wanted to find out if there really was any haunting to the house, and he spent the night in there. And overnight, his hair turned white. And when he came out, he told the story. Two, there were two different ghost stories that people have supposedly seen in there. And one is the, like the reenactment of the the uh, uh, Battle of Shiloh, which was Burgard's mm. first big loss. And the other one was a ball. And Burgard was rem- married to his, I think, second wife in that house. Um, and that ties into my film because my my great great grandfather there was a diary and he worked with Burrygard and he even though he was not Creole he was invited to Burrygard's wedding which was unusual because usually the French Creole didn't want anything to do with the Americans and my great grandfather was a Scottish wow. immigrant but um the story that the two things and. Then Francis Parkinson Keys bought the house later, the writer, and when she died, she had a little cocker spaniel and named Lucky, and Lucky died just a few days later. I guess he was grieving, you know, animals are like that. Uh-huh. And uh, people have seen Lucky in the house, and they've also seen him playing with a cat, and Burrygaard's children had a cat for a pet, so they think that wow. was... The other connection with that, that's really a strange thing. Uh, several Italian grocer or food importers owned the house at one time. And back in the early 1900s, uh, the mafia then was known as the Black Hand. And there were a whole series of murders of called the Axeman murders. And they were all Italian grocers. Never, none of them were ever solved. They went on for several years. And the grocer would be killed in his bed at night. The doors would be locked. No one could figure out how they got in there. And they were killed with an axe. And then the murder stopped. And they don't know whether the man went to prison for something else. But he was never caught. But they were all Italian grocers who died. So And one of the the Burgard ghost stories also one of the Sicilian gentlemen that owned the house had a rival and he there was a gunfight on his back porch. That was early 1900s. And he killed three of his rivals and wounded the fourth one. And mm. they're wow. supposed to, they're seen roaming around the house. It has tons and tons of ghosts. The other one is uh, Paul Murphy, the chess player. As a child, he was a, just a prodigy chess player. And then as an adult, he became strange and was committed to a mental hospital. And he's seen roaming around there and playing chess with his grandfather. But, Seriously. Hmm. Like this. So New Orleans basically is a hub of ghosts, you know, oh, yes. spirits of the past and present get to meet. And, and the, you know, and the voodoo side of it, I mean, that, I mean, 
New Orleans is known for the voodoo side. Mm-hmm. Of, and of most life. of them are just sort of looking after the place. Kind of keeping, yeah. just like with the, the host. Caretakers. And stuff, bed and breakfast. They, they just, it was their home and they love it. And they want to stay there and they want to see it taken care of. Mm-hmm. And animals, when you mentioned about the cats, so often animals seem to be more sensitive than people. Oh, Maybe yeah. Because they're more accepting, but they, cats especially, Mm-hmm. See things. They got the vibes. Yeah. They, yeah, they feel the vibrations. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So this, that's it. Uh, so everyone, I don't know about alligator ghosts, you know, cause you probably have them. Oh, I have, I have, uh, stories of about three or four more ghosts that live at Lloyd Hall. If we have time to, to slip one in. All right. Slip one in. Come on. We want to hear it. Right. No gators though, okay. right? I don't think there you get gators a, there, do you? There was a Union soldier named Harry who uh, stayed at Lloyd Hall uh, much during the uh, Civil War, and he fell in love with a Southern girl, and came time for the war to get get close to the end, he he deserted the Union Army and actually hid in Lloyd Hall because he did not want to go back north. I uh, wanted mm-hmm. to stay in the South and marry marry this beautiful uh, young uh, Southern girl. But uh, the Union soldiers, when they were searching for him, did uncover him on the third floor of uh, Lloyd Hall oh. Plantation, where he was shot and killed. Oh, now, okay. Harry, Harry was a violin player. And they say even today, and I, and I actually talked with some guests who stayed at Lloyd Hall, and they stayed in the main house in one of the big suites, and they said very late at night they could hear a violin playing ever so softly on the front oh. porch. I love and, it. And, and, I, and, you know, I know this because this happened to me talking to these guests. And I said, oh, my God, Harry was there. And, of course, I had to tell them the story about Harry. <laughs> and they, then they were ready to go. <laughs> I bet. But, you know, you know, if, you know, it's funny because we have this term, life everlasting. So why is it such a big surprise that people don't really go away? Huh. Right, right. Well, there was also a slave uh, uh, named Sally Boston who actually did the cooking there at Lloyd Hall mm-hmm. for the family. And <clears throat> Sally's uh, ghost is, is alive and well there. Miss Beulah Davis, who is the caretaker and the tour guide there at Lloyd Hall, and, and you girls will remember Miss Beulah. Um, yes, she and and Sally Boston are on first name basis because they see, uh, the vision of, of Sally just kind of floating down that, that suspended staircase. But along with Sally comes the, the odor of cooking food because she was the cook. And Beulah has told me many times, she says, sometimes I'll be in this house working by myself and I know I'm the only one here. And she said, I can smell the food that Miss Sally was cooking. Wow. So, That's cool. Yeah, cool. I know. They're there. They're there. That's, and then that's the, cool. the, my last little story is about Inez. And Inez was the niece of the owners of Lloyd Hall. And uh, she actually jumped from the third floor uh, to her death after she oh. was uh, 
jilted at the altar, and uh, oh. she played the piano. And that's mm-hmm. another that people can hear the piano playing um, mm. when the sign is, is present. Uh, even the people that stay in the bed and breakfast units, which are the outbuildings that that are accompanying this plantation home, they can they can hear the piano music even out wow. in the outbuildings. Yeah. She needs to so, get together with she, the violin player. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, you we never go. know. Well, well, you guys, you have so many, you know, I want to go back to the cemeteries and things. And you were talking about, you know, people dying of yellow fever. And uh, going back to earlier, I was talking about Manny on going out because we are following the El Camino Real de los Tejas National Historic Trail from Nacogdoches to Nacogdoches, um, Texas. Um, goes through Toledo Bend, through Manny, all of that area, and then down through San Antonio to Mexico. But um, we went to this tiny cemetery that is, mm. it is off the beaten path, but it is on the trail. And there were all these tiny little crosses for graves, unmarked, oh, no one. Mm. And so that's what we were figuring. It was yellow fever or something like that that mm. probably took, you know, communities mm. and children and no one knows. And somebody's putting those little crosses there. So did that kind of, if it hit, like Alexandria, do you think it went all the way through to like through oh, the whole region at that yeah. point? It did. The I yellow can. fever epidemic did yeah. cover the whole region. Yes. Mm. So that's got to be, you know, there's got to be visiting people from that too, you know. A, uh, I'm not being callous. I, I mean, I'm just thinking mm. because I, when we were there, it, it, I mean, when you go to a cemetery, it kind of reminds you of, Life and death, right? Obviously, but it's kind of you know when you see those. Um, it, I'll it, have to it, do a little investigating about some of the uh, ghost stories uh, in our historic cemeteries. I'm sure mm. the people who, who who care for the cemeteries can they, tell us mm, some hair raising mm-hmm. stories. I'm sure. Mm, very cool. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us here on our Jefferson Highway Association podcast. Again, we're here every fourth Thursday. I'm going to go back and, and chat with you all before we go. Arlene, um, in closing on this, everyone, Natchitoches.com. All the links that we're talking about, website links, are in the show notes. Um, but Arlene, in closing, any other stories you want to share or anything else? Uh, no, I, I invite all your listeners to come and, 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 and find some ghost stories of their own and, and share them with us <laughs> because <laughs> we know they're out there. We know that they're out there. Mm. Um, Do you think Carolyn Dorman like haunts Briarwood? I think um, she does. I think her spirit is there. I don't think she I do wants too. it, but I think that there's a spirit there, you know? Mm. Yeah. I think yeah, she has I good reason is- to because she yeah, said she wanted to be buried under a tree and she's not. I went and visited the grave and she <laughs> Really? Oh, yes. see? That's there a good go. reason to come back and haunt somebody for not That's following right. her, her her last wishes. Wow. And, um, oh. Now, thank you all very much for having us on tonight. And uh, again, thank you, you know, for, for all your Jefferson Highway listeners, uh, we hope that they have safe travels and exploring and discovering the Jefferson Highway from Winnipeg, Canada, and trekking down to Louisiana and to come visit right. us here in Louisiana. And everyone, jeffersonhighway.org is a website. Um, and also they have an awesome Facebook group. I've learned so much history oh. from this Facebook group. And 
it seems that there's going to be some rally that goes through as well um, through your area. Yes, be- uh, prior to the uh, conference that starts on Wednesday at the Hotel Bentley in Alexandria on April 24th, we're going to start a sociability run in Shreveport on Monday. Um, so um, be on the lookout and check the Facebook page for Jefferson Highway and find out some more details. So uh, we're hoping Monday night overnight in Shreveport and go to the American Rose Center and Hopefully, oh, cool. trip over to the municipal auditorium. Uh, Elvis isn't there though. His spirit that, that's isn't there. Some Elvis left the building. He. Oh, I heard that story when I was up there. But there's yeah. got to be some ghosts in that building. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's coming oh. on tap, and then on Tuesday night they'll be coming to Natchitoches, and there's then got to be ghosts at the fort. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? At the fort, how many how many uh, French French ghosts they might have at the uh, Fort Saint Jean Baptiste? So, but mm. we're looking forward to it. You know, um, got a few months, you know, to plan, and hopefully, some people can make plans to join us. So, oh, I, I love, love it. That. So, Shane, they're going to come visit you at the hey, NSU. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, yeah, hey, everybody. Thank you, Arlene. And Shane, thank you so much for joining us and sharing Isabella's story. I mean, wow. And the photo of her. Well, I'm going to put the link. There's a story about her. I'll put the link up in the show notes for everyone so you can see her photo, too. I mean, it's like even the photo of her. She looks blue, you know, like she looks she looks ghostly. But, um, (laughs) yeah, it reminds me of the song The Long Black Veil. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, very. I mean, there are certainly some some parallels there for sure. But happy to to share that. It's such a fascinating story, and mm. you know, it's 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 still evolving. There are things that are still happening to to keep it alive. That that that's why I, I find think it that's so, so fun. You yeah, know, because yeah, universities yeah. have those stories. I mean, it's like we were in Madison, Wisconsin, and they have pink flamingos, and that's a whole other crazy story. Just look up the pink flamingos of Madison. Uh, yeah. uh, the university over there because they like create this hill of flamingo. Anyway, it's a whole crazy story, it's but crazy, but it's part of the history. And I think that universities and colleges have to have that fun aspect, which builds community sure. spirit. And do you yeah. think she kind of brought people together at the, you know, at the and still bringing at NSU? people together? Yeah, yeah, I uh-huh. think I think so. I think that's I think that's how it sort of got started. Was you know these originally you know the these women who first came to the institution before you know men started coming you know they're from all over the state and they're there and it's like okay we're we're here what do we do and you know they start telling these stories and that's something that still happens on college campuses uh you know they're whispering yeah yeah, the (laughs) urban legends the the, you know that that start these conversations a lot of them are around uh warnings and safety ways to sort of scare students into making sure that they're behaving uh you know that they're doing what they're supposed to do while they're apple pieing the beds means nothing now like you know That doesn't even exist anymore. Well, that was so it's baby. It's all history. I mean, this is what makes history come alive. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, in Natchitoches, they don't apple pie your bed. They meat pie your bed. Meat just pie, saying. that's right. Oh, that was so lame. That was lame. And everybody, if you go to Natchitoches, you must have a meat pie if you eat meat. That's 
fantastic. <laughs> um, but thank you yeah. so much, Shane. And Miss Shirley, it is always good to hear your voice, and we hope to see you uh-huh. real soon. And thank you for thank all the you. fabulous ghost stories. My gosh, Lloyd Hall really – that there's stuff over there. Mm. I'm just telling you, Nancy and I went there and things yeah. got like, yeah, there's things. There's, I'm it's just saying really cool. it's super cool. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. so much. And everyone, yeah. again, uh, let for me invite Alex- the two of you to come to the Jefferson Highway Annual Conference uh, in April in 2024. That's- we would love to have Oh, we, we want to come. You know, you, listen, that, if we, if, we'll sign you up. We want to go. We want to go to the conference and, and it's open for, um, you know, travelers who are interested, historians. Um, really the, the conferences are fun, informative. There's like, you know, the car rally. No, I call it a car rally, the sociability run, which is really right. an old school term. That's what they called it back in the day. Um, that mm-hmm. is happening as well. So check that out, but, um, go to Alexandria Pineville, LA.com and then, for Katie, uh, Kathleen Walls, uh, go for her ghost books, her ghost story books and all our books. Go to mm. katywalls.com. That's K-A-T-Y. Uh, Katie, great stories. Man, I had no idea. She, she's got like, she told me she's got a couple <laughs> stories, but hey, man, I think apparently you know, <laughs> like all the researching them. Just more fun researching them, I think, than anything else. Ah. <laughs> I think you yep. have to go to Natchitoches in central Louisiana again. I think yeah. you for a trip. I'm just saying. Oh, um, yeah. You're overdue to come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I've been there, but I loved it, and I do want to come back. See? I know. You got to go. You got to go. It's Love cool. To yeah. You're right, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Uh, again, JeffersonHighway.org, and keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. We want to thank Natchitoches Convention and Visitor Bureau for being a very cool supporter of this show, yes. making it possible. So Natchitoches.com, N-A-T-C-H-I-T-O-C-H-E-S.com is how it is done. Thank you all for joining us. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Enjoyed meeting all of you.